0: This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. This episode number 41, entitled Adam Christology in Hebrews. The Biblical Unitarian Podcast is the podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Dustin Smith, and as always, I am your host. Recently, we've been examining Adam Christology in the letters of Paul, beginning with Romans, and then 1 Corinthians, and concluding with Philippians. We observe that Paul both believed and taught his congregations that Jesus acted as an authentic human being who fulfilled the role of the original Adam by succeeding where Adam had failed. Jesus accomplished this, according to Paul, by accepting his lot inherited from Adam namely as a royal figure who represented corruptible human beings susceptible to death jesus willingly took upon this role submitting in obedience to the death of adam and was rewarded with resurrection and exaltation by god the father jesus is now seated at the right hand of god partaking of the rule that was promised to adam yes even a much more exalted rule for paul jesus was a human being Who completely died to fulfill the role of Adam, and Jesus accomplished this as the last Adam, that is, one who obviously could not have pre-existed the first Adam. Some of the same arguments that were used in Paul's descriptions of Jesus in terms of Adam Christology appear also in Hebrews chapter 2. In particular, Hebrews chapter 2 cites Psalm 8 in reference to Jesus as the fulfillment of the role originally intended for humanity. It notes that Jesus accomplished this in his death and that Jesus shared in the state of flesh and blood humanity. And all three of these arguments were argued by Paul decades before Hebrews was even written. So, it is reasonable to ask if the unknown author of Hebrews also believed and taught adam christology. Since Hebrews was written after the letters of Paul, and was fairly likely written to believers in Rome, a congregation of believers who had already received an Adam Christology letter from Paul. Then perhaps the author of Hebrews figured that his recipients would be familiar with such a theology. This episode of the Biblical Unitarian Podcast seeks to examine the passage in Hebrews chapter 2 to see how it depicts Jesus in terms of Adam Christology. If Jesus is, the last Adam, who shared in humanity's death by obediently submitting to the cross, what would this mean for the argument within the sermon of Hebrews? What importance does Hebrews give to the humanity of Jesus? Let's find out first by reading the passage. This is actually a lengthy passage in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, starting in verse 6. This is what the passage says. But one has testified somewhere, saying... What is man that you remember him, or the son of man that you are concerned about him? You have made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and have appointed him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in subjecting all things to him, he left nothing that is not subject to him. But now we do not yet see all things subjected to him. But we do see him who was made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. 4. It was fitting for him, for whom are all things and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. 4. Both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are from one Father. For its reason, he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brethren. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children whom God has given to me. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. For assuredly, he does not give help to angels, but he gives help to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brethren in all things, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. That's Hebrews chapter 2, verses 6 through 18. And there are multiple points here in this passage. That seems to indicate that the author of Hebrews possessed and taught in Adam Christology. Let's look at these points. Well, to start off, we can see that the author of Hebrews cites Psalm chapter 8 in reference to Jesus. And it's a psalm that depicts God's purposes for all humanity. God had the purposes of humanity that human beings would rule over God's creation, that God would put all things in subjection under the feet of humanity. Of course, Psalm 8 originally regarded Adam as the prototypical human being, but as the human being who would represent all humanity. And so it is interesting to see here that the author of Hebrews cites Psalm 8 to describe how Jesus fulfills the role of Adam and the role of humanity. Adam and humanity, thereby having that role of being made lower than God, or here in this passage, lower than the angels, but ultimately were to be crowned with glory and honor, and God was to put all things, his works, in subjection under the feet of humanity. Jesus has fulfilled this in his death, resurrection, and exaltation. As the human Messiah, destined to rule over God's creation, per Psalm 8, Jesus was made lower than the angels with whom Jesus was contrasted for the entirety of the first chapter of Hebrews. So Hebrews has already established the fact that Jesus is not an angel. He's contrasted with the angels, but Jesus has been made greater than the angels in light of his death, resurrection, and exaltation. The author of Hebrews shows that before Jesus' exaltation to having all things subjected under his feet, Jesus tasted death for everybody. It says this in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9. In other words, Jesus lived in solidarity with humanity, suffering the same death that becomes of every human being. Since Hebrews began this argument by noting Jesus as the fulfillment of Psalm 8, a psalm depicting God's intended role for Adam and humanity, then this indicates that Jesus is also a human being like Adam. The argument continues by noting that God perfected Jesus, the author of salvation through sufferings. Yes, God perfected Jesus. In other words, Jesus needed to be perfected, and one of those imperfections was the mortality shared by all human beings. It is interesting to dwell upon the fact that God was the one who perfected Jesus By allowing the human Jesus to taste death for everyone. The author of Hebrews goes out of his way to make sure the readers know that the relationship between Jesus and humanity is that of brethren. Another way of translating the word brothers. Jesus and humanity are described as fellow brethren or fellow brothers and sisters. In sharing in the humanity of every human being, Jesus clearly is a human being himself, one of our brothers, one of our brethren. The proof text Hebrews uses to establish Jesus' brotherly link with humanity is Psalm 22, a popular psalm by early Christians in their attempts to articulate and understand Jesus' role and importance. In other words, Jesus being a human being like the rest of humanity is in fulfillment of Scripture. The author of Hebrews, building off the point of Jesus' shared humanity, notes that just as human beings share in flesh and blood, Jesus shares of that same humanity. The phrase, flesh and blood, refers to humanity in need of redemption. And you can see the same phrase in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 50 and Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. And it is in this human condition that Jesus dies a mortal's death. Jesus' resurrection and exaltation to having subjection over all things under his feet includes the power of death. As the human being raised to eternal life, death no longer holds sway over the human Jesus, as it does for all human beings. Jesus shared in the death becoming of humanity so that he might be exalted over the power of death. This is where the author of Hebrews introduces Jesus as the high priest, namely the high priest in light of his exalted resurrection human state. Jesus, as a resurrected human being who shared in the death of mortal human beings, human beings in their state of flesh and blood, is the one that is raised to immortality and thus now functions as the high priest. Jesus only functions as the high priest, according to the book of Hebrews, in his exalted resurrection state because of what he accomplished by sharing in the humanity and the mortality of corruptible human beings and coming out the other end in resurrection and exaltation. To properly function as the high priest, Jesus had to be like the human beings in all things, especially mortality. This is a critically important point admitted by the author of Hebrews. For if Jesus was like his human brothers in all things, then Jesus had to be an authentic, bona fide member of the human race. This is not a description of the immortal God who takes upon human flesh. For that sort of person is not like humanity in all things. Human beings are not gods who became human or angels who became human. No, Jesus had to be a real and authentic human being who really died in order for the statement, like his brethren in all things, to be true. So, in conclusion, we have observed that, number one, the author of Hebrews can depict Jesus in terms of Adam Christology without even using the name Adam, just like Paul. Number two, we saw that Hebrews depicts Jesus as a completely human figure who actually died, and his death was the manner in which God perfected Jesus. Number three, we observe that Hebrews uses Psalm 8 to argue that Jesus fulfills the human role of ruling over God's creation, arguing specifically that Jesus fulfilled this role as an authentic human being who was exalted above all things after his resurrection from death. Number four, the relationship between Jesus and other human beings is that of a shared humanity. And Hebrews refers to human beings as the brethren and brothers of Jesus. And Hebrews even cites psalm 22 in order to prove this point point. and number five in order for jesus to be the high priest jesus had to be like human beings in all things and this description proves that jesus the messiah was a real human being rather than god or some angelic figure partaking of human nature If you enjoyed the Biblical Unitarian podcast and you would like to donate to the work that it is doing, please check out this episode's description for a PayPal link. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Dustin Smith. Until next time, you take care.